This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, August the 11th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the information in the world of professional wrestling, whether that's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and so many more. We're here to give you all the inside and the backstage information on all your favorite promotions and your favorite superstars. We're a daily podcast that's free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. 
With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Starting off with e-wrestling news, Ricky Starks reveals who influenced his promo style and more things about his character. Ryan Clark writes in at this hour, during a recent appearance on the Drive Time with Derusha podcast, AEW star Ricky Starks comments on his emotional promo after losing the FTW title and who influences his promo styles when he's on the mic. Now, after he lost the FTW title, I'm hopeful you guys play a snippet of my very passionate and from the heart promo after I lost the FTW title. I felt like it was a good time than ever to really express how I feel. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, your time is coming, be patient, your time is coming, you're the future. But I don't buy into that idea. I don't buy into the idea of trusting the process. I don't buy into the idea of leaving it up to somebody else. I've busted my behind to get where I am today and I've done it all on my own merit. The idea that I have to wait for someone else to allow me my time or whatnot, I just don't agree with. At this moment, yes, this is my time. This is my show. You've been missing out on it for the last two years. If you haven't got on board with Ricky Starks, the time is now. If you still don't want to, that's okay. I'm going to be all right. And that's the nature of the way I am. Now, as far as his influence on his promo styles, he would go on to say this. It sounds bad, but I haven't really studied Flair's promos. When you talk about the greatest promos in the world, you would have to say flair, right? And then we look at some other guys who are renowned for their promos, but what makes them good and what gets them all the recognition? That's what I look for. I've been watching wrestling since I was five. Obviously, I know it very intimately now. I'm going to pick up subconsciously things that I didn't know I was doing, but it's a good comparison so I can look at other guys. I love doing that because I have so much of a freedom. I love listening to Steve Austin from his ECW promos. I love listening to Paul Heyman promos, Terry Funk promos, all of these. And I can watch them and then I can say, well, how do I do promos in regards to them? I figured out why I like them so much and I figured out what draws me to them. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I can do them in the same manner. I watch a lot of old things back in the day and I also watched a whole lot of pastors when they would preach. In the early 80s, videos of sermons were also something that I took into as well and how much passion they had when they were speaking. If you'd like to find out more about Ricky Starks and his rise to fame in AEW and his belief that his time is right now, continue following eWrestling News and Ryan Clark has more information on the following. Ryan Clark's also writing in on this hour. Ric Flair discusses his current relationship with AEW owner Tony Khan. During the latest episode of To Be The Man podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair commented on his current relationship with Tony Khan after he recently stated that Khan played some politics and forced some changes to Flair's last match card. Now, according to the Nature Boy, he still has a good relationship with AEW president. These are some things that he had said. Now, on criticizing for praising WWE, somebody telling me, somebody with no real social media telling me about social media, why are you kissing the WWE's ass for putting you back on their screen? I said, because I'm thankful they did. Who doesn't want to be on the opening of Raw or SmackDown or the opening for a pay-per-view? What wrestler wouldn't want to be there? I will continue to kiss the WWE's ass because Ashley works there and because they've given me a life that I would have never had. So the WWE... I don't get mad at WWE anymore. I wanted to pursue other interests. They were paying me a lot of money. I asked for my release, and they asked me not to go anywhere else, not to do anything else. Now, on his relationship with Tony Khan, this is what he had to say. You know, at the same time, the guy said to me, you're kind of like burying Tony Khan. 
I said, how am I burying Tony Khan? Tony Khan's a man. I'm allowed to say that the card was changed as a result of his decisions that he made over his company. By the way, I got the nicest text from Tony in the world congratulating me and explaining why he wasn't there. So whatever worried about me, I'm not going to mention anyone's names right now. My relationship with Tony Khan is great. I think my relationship with WWE is great as well. If you'd like to find out more about what Ric Flair had to say on the latest edition of To Be The Man podcast, Ryan Clark has all that trending right now over on E-Wrestling News. Let's talk about AEW specifically as far as the ratings. Andrew Raven is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite on TBS pulled in 972,000 viewers. Now that was up from last week's 938,000. It drew a .33 in the key demo of 18 to 49, and that's up from last week's, which was a .32. Now AEW ranked number one in the top 150 shows on cable last night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reporting on this. Now, the episode featured interim world champion John Moxley versus Chris Jericho, TBS champion Jade Cargill versus Madison Rain, Darby Allen versus Brody King in a coffin match, the Lucha Brothers versus Andrade and Roosh in a tornado tag team match, and Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo and more. For more information on all the analytics and the ratings, continue following eWrestling News and Andrew Ravens as more information will be coming forward. Let's talk about Mance Warner. The indie star has made so many headlines recently since his most recent appearance on AEW programming, but many fans are wondering what's next for Mance Warner. Now, according to a report from PW Insider, Mance Warner is not currently signed to an AEW deal. Now, despite this, Mance Warner wrestled on an episode of AEW Dark and then faced Jon Moxley the following week on Rampage. Now, former TNA personality Mortimer Plumtree was backstage visiting at AEW's TV tapings. For those who wondered, Chris Statlander was also backstage at last night's AEW Dynamite and Rampage tapings. She was spotted using crutches. Now, prior to her injury, Statlander was planned for what many believe was a big push. For more information on both Mance Warner and Chris Statlander, continue following E-Wrestling News as more information will be coming forward. Let's talk CM Punk. CM Punk, the big AEW superstar, made his triumphant return last night after a two-month absence due to a foot surgery. CM Punk made his return to AEW last night on an episode of Dynamite during the main event. The current AEW world champion came out to make the save for Jon Moxley after he was attacked by the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now, according to a report from PW Insider, Punk's injury was bad as it was previously reported. He underwent a surgery and it took several months in the process to get it rehabbed. Just several weeks ago, he was still said to have been in a lot of pain, and he was walking in a walking boot all the way up until most recently. Now, as of right now, CM Punk is not scheduled to wrestle at all out in September, but many things can change right now depending on what happens. Punk was seen jumping around the ring, showing the audience that his foot is healed, but still right now it is not determined whether that match to unify the AEW championships will officially happen. With more information on CM Punk, Ryan Clark has more news on this if you cruise on over to eWrestling News. Ryan Clark's also writing into this hour, news on why Ty Conte has a new name. Ryan Clark writes in, as seen during last night's episode of AEW Dynamite, Ty Conte match was announced for this week's Rampage. She'll be teaming with Samu Guevara to face off against Dante Martin and Sky Blue. Now, while the match was being promoted, the announcers referred to her as Conte 
as Tay Mello. Now, in an update for her name change, that is actually her real name, is Tay Mello. She previously used that surname, Conte, due to her previous marriage she had with Jorge Conte. She revealed that last year the two had been separated for a very long time. Since then, she has recently wed Sammy Guevara, and all of the information can be seen on their social media pages as the wedding had just recently happened this past weekend. For more information on her, you can continue following Ryan Clark, and he has all the information on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens writing in at this hour, Chris Jericho was busted open the hard way during the AEW title match on Dynamite last night. Now, Chris Jericho lost the interim AEW World Heavyweight Championship match to Jon Moxley on Dynamite. The Wizard was busted open the hard way, and he needed a number of stitches to close the gash. Jericho wrote the following caption on his Instagram after the match. I went to a war tonight, and I almost won. Kudos to John Moxley. He was the better man by a hair tonight. But that match and that loss only stoked my fires, and my passion got even hotter. I am a pro wrestler, and a pretty effing great one. So much more to come. Hashtag Le Champion. Hashtag Lionheart. If you'd like to find out more about what Jericho had to say about his match, follow him on Instagram. You can also follow this article, which is trending over on eWrestling News. Let's talk a little bit more about AEW star Chris Statlander. We just talked a little bit about her as she was seen backstage at Dynamite on crutches. Now, Andrew Ravens is writing, AEW has now officially confirmed that Chris Statlander is injured and Tony Storm is being moved up into the number one spot in the women's division. Now, it was later reported that Statlander was in line for a major push before she was hit with this devastating knee injury. Statlander commented on her injury via Twitter, and this is what she had to say. Well, one knee fixed, one to go. After the first knee injury, I came back stronger and better than ever. So it's all over for all of you when I come back after this one. I'm sorry to let you all down once again. I'll be back bigger, more powerful, and more than a woman. For more information on Chris Statlander, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information on her injury will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour. Tony Khan is making comments about the recent change in WWE, and he believes Triple H taking over is a good thing. Tony Khan believes Triple H taking over WWE is actually going to help AEW. During a recent interview with DAZN, the AEW president commented on Triple H taking over WWE and whether too many people were making too big of a deal out of all these ratings. Now, on whether too many people make a big deal out of the ratings, this is what Tony Khan had to say. I don't know. I think it's important. It seems like a metric that wrestling fans have followed for decades to track a promotion's success. I really don't become too much of puzzled into that situation anymore because it's so widely publicized and sometimes there's dissemination when it comes to what's true and what's not especially among other wrestling fans and even by the media covering wrestling there's been a lot of interest in it since the monday night wars of the 90s it's a metric that really just kind of stuck with us ever since then and people have used it to track a success of a promotion i think the ratings is kind of uh, symbolic nature of where a TV programming is, especially its time and place. In the current cable and satellite universe, there's a ton of money in rights fees. It's bought a lot of interest into pro wrestling business, and I've been able to leverage that into building a pretty big business over the last several years. Now, our competition, WWE, has done a great job building their TV business and generating huge revenues over multiple TV 
properties. No company besides them has ever generated hundreds of millions of dollars through TV and pay-per-views, and they have done well with their relationship with Warner Brothers. We are now doing stuff with Warner Brothers and Discovery, and I think that we are going to be building something special with AEW. AEW is doing something special, and it's only possible because of the wrestling fans around the world who've supported the business over the last several years. Now, he almost comments on waiting for that long rematch between Moxley and Jericho, but this is what he had to say. John Moxley versus Chris Jericho was the main event of the first Revolution pay-per-view. I think that's what we've seen from John Moxley and Chris Jericho since then. They've been the top two wrestlers in AEW. Right now, this is the best we've seen. 2022 brought both of them back, and they're both back, and they're in great health. And they're here for totally different reasons, respectively. But they came back, separately, in the best condition they've ever been since they've joined AEW. And they are both more dangerous than they've ever been. Once again, there are two top stars, and they were the first two world champions in the history of this company. If you'd like to find out more about what he has to say, specifically as it pertains to Triple H, continue following E-Wrestling News, and Ryan Clark has this information trending right now. Let's do a little talking about Andrade and Roush, and they had a great match last night on AEW Dynamite. Andrade, El Idolo, and Roush teamed up on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite to take out the duo of the Lucha Brothers in a Tornado Tag Team match. The pair competed during the first hour of the show with Andrade and Roush picking up the win. You can see highlights of this if you follow All Elite Wrestling over on their Twitter account. Now, the match was so widely popular, many people are wanting it to run it back again. The trio's championship tournament is going to be taking place, and all parties will once again be involved. Also on AEW Dynamite, Jade Cargill retained her TBS championship after she extended her undefeated winning streak over Madison Rain. Speaking of Madison Rain, once again, she has been named the head of the women's division in AEW, and she will be the predominant coach who is working with them. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. Hangman Adam Page turns down the Young Bucks. We also have some information about Darby Allin and that big casket match. On Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite, the Young Bucks tried to recruit Adam Hangman Page as a third man for the trio's title tournament. However, Page extended the hand but turned them down. This seems to be a tease for Kenny Omega's return to AEW next week. Many have believed that Kenny was very close to returning in most recent weeks, but they wanted to make sure that he was 100% healthy. Also on AEW's Wednesday night episode of Dynamite, Darby Allen opened up the program with a big win over Brody King in a coffin match. Allen choked out King with a chain before putting him in the casket for the win. For more information on all of this, you can check out AEW's social media page over on Twitter, and there are highlights from all the big moments that happened last night on Dynamite. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the information about all your favorite wrestling promotions and superstars in the world. We're a daily podcast that gives you everything that you need without having to go through the internet or scroll on your phone and take time away from your day. It's a free podcast anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's get back to the headlines. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. Eric Redbeard, Parker Bardot, and many more are scheduled for this week's episode of Rampage on Friday night. They've got a stacked lineup for this week's Rampage. During this week's episode of Dynamite, it was announced that Parker Bordeaux will be making his official AEW television debut. Additionally, we'll see Sammy Guevara and 
Ty Mello, formerly known as Ty Conte, versus Dante Martin in Sky Blue. The Gun Club will take on Dan Housen and Eric Redbeard, and many other matches will be taking place as well. For more information on all this, continue to follow eWrestling News and continue following AEW on all their social media as more information regarding matches for Friday will be made public. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour, CM Punk. CM Punk has made his return back to wrestling and ahead and he helped out John Moxley after Moxley was getting beat down by the Jericho Appreciation Society. Now, the episode of Dynamite ended with a big brawl, including the Blackpool Combat Club as well. Also, it saw Eddie Kingston getting involved as well and Eddie Chance were going. It was a big night for AEW as their ratings jumped up from what they had last week significantly. They also jumped up well in the demos as well. If you want to find out and actually relive some of those great moments, follow AEW on their Twitter page and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour, Paige Van Zandt's husband is interested in doing more work with AEW. Now, the husband of Paige Van Zandt, Austin Vanderford, has made several appearances on AEW television in the last year or so. During, during a recent interview with the Miami Herald, the Bellator MMA fighter revealed that he'd be interested in working more with All Elite Wrestling in the future. Now, these are some of his comments. Now, on his experience already with AEW, he would say, and I quote, It's been fun. I came up being a wrestling fan, and I still am a wrestling fan. It's great getting to meet some of those guys and the ones you've seen on TV. Of course, my wife is signed to AEW, and she is a fighter, just like me. We take care of our business, and I'd imagine she'd be right back in there on the top, mixing it up very, very soon. It's been a really fun experience, and honestly, I look forward to doing more of it. Now, on Dan Lambert. Yeah, to get started, it was literally like on a Tuesday, and Lambert was like, hey, would you guys like to hop on a jet and go to a wrestling show? I got a good shtick going up there. So I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome, man. So we did it. We got on the jet. And hey, we're coming back the following week. You want to come again? Let's keep this going. Dan Lambert got us involved, and everything was great. Things got very intense. It was fun, but it was also physical. Those guys work really, really hard, and unless you go there and you're ready to give it, you just don't understand. But I have a tremendous amount of respect for their work and their work ethic that they put into it. Now, on potentially doing more in wrestling, this is what he said. It's a lot of fun, man. I really hope to get more involved in stuff once I'm done with fighting. Now, on possibly working with Van Zant in AEW, this is what he said. I mean, I would love to. We definitely like it since we've been here. And I'd like to go at it with different guys. I got to put in a lot of work, though, I'll be honest. And as far as she's concerned, she's on that next level and she's going to go out there and do it. But yeah, I'd love to work together. I think it would be a lot of fun. And I really hope to get more involved once again, once I'm done with fighting. If you'd like to find out more about what he had to say in his interview about his relationship with AEW and what his future aspirations are when it comes to AEW, continue following Ryan Clark and more information on eWrestling News. John Fuentes is writing in at this hour. The set table has been set for the AEW Trios title brackets. Now, the brackets for the All Elite Wrestling Trios title tournament have been announced. The tournament is set to conclude at All Out's pay-per-view coming up here in September. Now, the brackets were announced on Wednesday's night of AEW Dynamite. Now, here are the brackets. Death Triangle will take on Will Ospreay in the Aussie Open. On Friday, El Idolo and Roush Root will take on Dragon Lee and the Young Bucks and 
a partner to be named. House of Black will be taking on the Dark Order, and Trust Busters will be taking on Best Friends. If you'd like to find more about this, there is a graphic that's posted right now over on AEW, and you can see all of the brackets and who is going to be fighting and when. With more information, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. John Fuentes is also writing this hour, AEW Dynamite next week will be presented by the House of the Dragon. HBO will be sponsoring next week's episode of AEW Dynamite to help promote their upcoming series, House of the Dragon. Now, the show is a spinoff of Game of Thrones, which is one of the biggest TV shows of all time. That show is set to a premiere on August 21st. AEW President Tony Khan made the announcement official on Twitter on Wednesday night that the relationship between between the Game of Thrones show and AEW Wrestling. If you'd like to find that out, you can follow Tony Khan on Twitter and you can see all of that information below. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little bit about Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is saying at this hour, he'd go to war and he would love working for Triple H seven days a week. Now, as many people know, many WWE stars left WWE once their contract was up. Many chose not to resign with the company because of the belief that there was poor booking in Vince McMahon's Creative was just creating too many differences between the characters. The people that left chose to sat out their 90 days and signed with other companies. Some went to Impact, some went to AEW. But now that Vince McMahon is officially gone from WWE and the WWE corporate structure, many wrestlers are considering coming back to WWE and working under the Triple H regime. Bobby Fish specifically said this, Triple H is brilliant. Time I spent learning underneath him. Brilliant is the only description I can attribute to the man when it comes to pro wrestling. If you'd like to find out more about what Bobby Fish had to say about his respect for what Triple H has done for the industry. Continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Let's jump on over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc. There's backstage news on a potential Bray Wyatt WWE return. What does that mean? Well, Marco Rivera is writing at this hour. 2021 was a change-filled year in WWE with the company releasing over 80 talent from its roster. Superstars on the list included Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Malachi Black, Andrade, there was no more one that was puzzling than Bray Wyatt. Now, the three-time WWE World Champion was let go in July of 2021, with the company sending out a short memo on their social media wishing him the best in his future endeavors. Unfortunately for his fans, however, there hadn't been any future endeavors to speak of. Wyatt is laying low since his release. He made a couple appearances for some wrestling promotions, but you know what? He's doing other things as well. Now that those other projects are being concluded right now, many are speculating at this time whether Bray Wyatt will make a return to wrestling. Where would he go? Now, with Triple H now taking over the head of creative with WWE following the downfall of McMahon, the prospects of Wyatt returning to WWE seem even more likely. Triple H has made missions in the last that he'd like to see several talent that McMahon let go come back, especially ones with NXT. He recently brought back Dakota Kai, Hiro Shirai, Karrion Cross, and Scarlett Bardot, and on Monday Night Raw, we saw the return of Dexter Loomis. Now, what does this mean for Bray Wyatt? Now, many people have not been saying anything who are close to Wyatt, but social media interactions are leading many to believe that the reunion between Bray Wyatt and the WWE is imminent. So for more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And there will be more information forthcoming on what is next for Bray Wyatt. Jeff Hardy is making news at this hour. Jeff Hardy's DUI hearing has now been pushed back yet again. Eric Mutter's writing in at this hour. It might shock no one to know that when it comes to wrestling-related court cases, well, some things just get delayed, especially in the state of Florida. Now, the DUI arrest with Jeff Hardy, his hearing has been pushed back again. 
can. Now, speaking of former WWE superstars, Tammy Sitch, the Hall of Famer, is currently waiting on a trial for her charges as well. Hers was notably DUI manslaughter. And then, once again, there's Jeff Hardy. He was arrested in June on three charges, including a felony charge for his third DUI arrest in 10 years. Now, his arrest charges are not yet being determined as far as his official court date. As many recall, Hardy was arrested after a wrestling convention in Orlando. Now, the video showed him driving around, and authorities said that his blood alcohol level was three times over the limit. He would later issue a plea of not guilty on those charges. Hardy has since been suspended indefinitely by AEW. Since then, AEW owner and CEO Tony Khan stated that Hardy cannot return to the promotion until he completes treatment and maintains his sobriety for an undisclosed amount of time. Hardy's brother, AEW star Matt Hardy, also stated that that is the case in a public statement. But right now, it looks like his hearing is being pushed back once again. So we'll keep you more in up to date with everything that's happening with Jeff Hardy as more information about his legal situation continues. Eric Mutter is also writing in about Parker Bordeaux. He's going to be making his Rampage debut against a star who has not been seen in AEW for quite some time. Now, it doesn't get any more different in pro wrestling than Parker Bordeaux and Sonny Kiss, and not just because Bordeaux looks like a long son of Brock Lesnar. And it wasn't long ago when the powerful Bordeaux looked like he was Sherlock to be a WWE star for years. He was even dubbed as the next big thing by Paul Heyman. Instead, the 24-year-old was released by WWE the following year after a short stint in NXT 2.0, where he performed as Harland. He now finds himself in AEW as part of the Trustbusters, a group led by former WWE star Ari Davari and featuring longtime veteran Slim J. Now, Parker Bordeaux will be taking on Sonny Kist and this match coming up on Friday night on Rampage. With more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. as more information will be coming forward. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Backstage news on Kenny Omega and CM Punk regarding their injuries. Now, All Elite Wrestling is finally crawling back from the injury bug that affected them earlier this year. After Double or Nothing on May 27th, AEW seemed to take a bit of a backseat. Adam Cole, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Kenny Omega were all out with injuries. Now, Omega has been out since last November. He's been absent from AEW programming while he rehabilitates a litany of injuries after he lost the AEW World Championship to Hangman Page. The injury to Punk forced AEW to make an interim championship while he was recovering from his injury, and we all know that is now John Moxley. Danielson has been returning to AEW, and he had his first match, but he lost to Daniel Garcia in a highly praised match. And once again, Punk recently returned on AEW Dynamite this past Monday to do a stare down with John Moxley. It looks like AEW is finally getting back around the corner and seeing their stars ready for their next big pay-per-view, which is going to be all out in September. For more information on all, is continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Bret Hart is making news at this hour. Bret Hart reacts to the news that Vince McMahon resigned from WWE and he says he's actually kind of sad. Dakota Cohen is writing, after being in charge of the company for nearly 40 years, Vince McMahon originally was supposed to be with the company until his last bath, but unfortunately he resigned from the company in all forms of capacity on July 22nd of 2022. The former CEO announced his retirement via Twitter, having stepped down from his position as CEO and chairman of the board before his continuation of litigation of paid hush money to former employees. Now since then, his daughter Stephanie McMahon has taken over as CEO and now chairwoman. But Bret Hart has some different sentiments regarding the former WWE leader. This is what he had to say. 
I'm mostly just kind of surprised, Hart said, former WWE star, in an interview with Sportskeeda. I don't think anybody has ever made such a footprint in wrestling as Vince McMahon has. I feel kind of sad about it, actually. I knew people probably would think I'd be gloating or happy to see him go. But you know what? Not the way he's going out. I don't feel it. I feel bad, actually, that it happened. For more information about what Bret Hart has to say, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information will be coming forward. Let's talk a little Conrad Thompson. Olivia Quinlan writes in this hour, Conrad Thompson hints at a master plan following Ric Flair's last match. Now, Conrad Thompson has teased that there are more puzzle pieces in place after Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view event. Ric Flair's last match took place in the Nashville Municipal Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee on July 30th. Now, Flair emerged victorious in that match, teaming up with his son-in-law Andrade in the main event to defeat Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett in his last match in the squared circle. Now, the show would be a major, major success, seeing people from AEW, Impact, MLW, AAA, GCW, and Jim Crockett promote all allowed to compete under one umbrella. Now, stars such as Jordan Grace, Jacob Fatu, the Motor City Machine Guns, Killer Cross, Ray Phoenix, and so many more. Thompson served as the producer and promoter for the show along with son David Crockett. Now, it appears that Ric Flair's last match proved to be very profitable via the Wrestling Observer, and now it's kicked off an ongoing series of potential high-profiled wrestling extravaganzas. Thompson said he has a master plan. While on the My World with Jeff Jarrett podcast, Thompson said that Ric Flair's last match event was more than just a one-off. He said that it wasn't a spot show, and it wasn't going to be something that was never going to happen again. He would go on to say in a quote, No, we're not starting a promotion, Thompson said while winking at the camera. I'm not saying that. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying that everybody minded their P's and Q's and did what they were supposed to. Thompson went on to say that a year ago, he likely would have never considered promoting a show. He didn't want to get involved with the politics, but when the opportunity presented itself, he jumped on board. Otherwise, he would have kept wondering what if. He said that he rolled the dice and it ultimately resulted in a successful show that he's very proud of. Now, what is in future for Conrad Thompson? We're not all sure yet, as he still is playing things very close to the chest. Continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming on what's next for Conrad Thompson. That's going to do it for all the headlines today for Thursday, August 11th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the late-breaking information in the world of professional wrestling. We scour the various wrestling websites and we get the insider's perspective to let you know what's happening in your favorite form of entertainment. My name is Mike Freeland and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network.